recording live from somewhere. Welcome to Gray Matters. Your host is the wonderful, beautiful face. Well, you can't hear her face. <laughs> Shayna B. Gray. <laughs> and our extravagant, amazingly talented co-host, Kristen Gray. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. 2020, first episode, but well, first episode in 2020, but our second episode. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I was I, I, the compassion in my voice is because I know that you're carrying my child. So mm-hmm. who knows what kind of madness is going on in there? <laughs> She's good right now. We're we're good. Okay. I mean, you're doing great from my perspective, but I just want to make sure we're good. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, do we need to shut this down and go like into early labor? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ask again in a month. Okay. Well. Yeah, episode one under our belts. We are now to episode two. I'm excited about this. Me too. You want to talk about the power of consistency? I do, yeah. Um, You know, maybe some things that we've learned to be more consistent at in 2019 that we're going to carry over in 2020. Okay, well, tell me what you're thinking, and I'll just chime in. Okay, well, I think I can speak for the both of us when I say um, a healthier lifestyle when it comes to food. Okay, what's that look like for you? It's a plant-based diet. I just want people to know like what that's what that consistency is looking yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, no, we're going to break it down, but um mm-hmm. a plant-based diet, okay. which is something that we both went into together what Christmas of 2019? Sorry, 2018. Yeah. Um <laughs> and you started off strong for a good I don't know, 3-4 months. Mm-hmm. And how am I doing now? Uh, you know, I think you've transitioned over to a flexitarian. Yeah. What's a flexitarian? It, so you're you're vegan at home, <laughs> but you're pretty <laughs> flexible when we leave. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I mean, you introduced me to flexitarian. At first, we started. I started watching <laughs> you do pescatarian, and then... Yeah. So pescatarian, that was me four years before switching over to a plant-based diet. Okay. So that's what you were when I met you. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Flex, I'm definitely a flexitarian. That's, you know, it's a challenge finding stuff that I like when I'm at restaurants or when I'm at somebody's house, you know, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to just say, oh yeah, I'll take your side dishes (laughs) and I'll leave your main course because (laughs) I don't mind. I have no problem with that. I know. I know. It's it's a good, to me, it's kind of like, I don't want to use the phrase good cop, bad cop because it's not what it is. We're not policing anybody's diet, but you know, it is easier for me to to set the expectation for other people, you know, especially my guy friends when I'm with you. Oh yeah. And you're, and, and I'm like, nah, she can't have that cause she's vegan. Mm-hmm. And then they, they look at me as if I'm supposed to like make fun of you. And then I'm like, oh, actually yeah. I'm vegan at home. That really irks me. The people that make fun of people who choose to have different diets. Yeah. I could see that. I don't understand the fun in that. I mean, you would think that it directly affects them. Like it's going in their belly. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's one of those things where, you know, I think some people, they, they think it's silly. You know, they think mm-hmm. the idea of not eating meat is silly. And other people, they really want to do it, but they can't. So they choose to make fun of it. Uh-huh. That's just my two cents. I mean, I, you I know mean, how I was. I could agree with that. And, and I do want to say, even though you don't want to request side dishes, I know exactly what you request to not have. You have no problem with that. Who, me? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mac and cheese. You have no problem turning that down. Mac and cheese was never a thing for me. <laughs> well, why is it? 
I don't can go to someone's house because you know I don't want mac and cheese, but you can't request sides because that's not a preference. That's like a that's like I have, like I feel like I'm allergic to mac and <laughs> but cheese. But you're not. That's an it's allergy. not an allergy. It it feels like one. It you know when I when like I sense one. that it's around, I my skin crawls. <laughs> when I smell that it's around, I I am induced with immediate fear. And if I taste it, then I pretty much feel like I'm going to have some sort of allergic reaction or emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be emotional. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the mac and cheese is that one dish. I don't care who makes it. You know, I see, don't want see, it's it. It's a mental thing. That's my point. It's a mental. I thing. have to protect myself. <laughs> I have decided that, you know, no matter who makes it, I don't want it. Like, don't offer it to me <laughs> if you do, because you don't know. Then so that's one thing. Allergy. But if you know that this is a thing then just don't even try because i'm gonna go protect myself it's mm -hmm. like you offer me anthrax <laughs> anthrax though yes that's pretty extreme well that's how it feels okay well <laughs> i can say i'm proud of you and your non-dairy habits thanks babe i mean you know like i was saying you know doing the whole the vegan diet outside of here. I, mean, I remember when we first started and yes, it was Christmas of 2018 mm -hmm. going into, you know, right. the new year. And, and I went pretty strong for a month. Actually, it wasn't. No, three. it was at least three months. A full vegan diet, even yeah, outside I of the house. I think so. I think I'll because you were on that. Um, I think you, that's when you discovered the impossible burger and the beyond meat burger. Yeah, all beyond stuff. Meat, that's a, Yeah. I, I'll take so it. <laughs> I definitely was actively trying after that first month, but I remember, you know, some several cheat days that was in between, you mm -hmm. know, this whole situation. So, um, nonetheless, where I've gotten now is I, I am still conscious of it. It's not like when I go out, like I just forget. Yeah. It's just that, you know, probably the pregnancy has given me, the, I felt the excuse to kind of be lax on my diet because oh, yeah, you're carrying the baby. I, no, not because I'm carrying the baby, uh -huh. but because I'm watching you from time <laughs> to time. Because let's be honest. Yes. From time I to time, slipped. you are breaking that. But you haven't <laughs> slipped. I, I have slipped. You have. It's been slips. I've probably had pizza three times throughout this pregnancy. I don't know if it's slips. It's more like you <laughs> skated. You know, I've watched you like do spin moves figure eights on that <laughs> diet you know what i mean it hasn't been like oh i messed up it's like oh i'm gonna slide over here and get this full-blown pizza <laughs> with, a full-blown pizza yes yeah i, I mean, have a couple yeah. of times i've been afraid that you was gonna stop in mcdonald's <laughs> no and get a big mac if i stop there something's wrong something's going on something's really wrong yeah it's been very rare but you know for me you know, it's just like, okay, well, you know, I'm definitely not opposed to putting chicken back in my fried You're rice. Definitely not. Um, you know, little things like that. Because I think sometimes, and, and you tell me how this works as a pregnant woman, mm -hmm. do you have these moments where you just kind of want what you want? Sometimes. Is it like a taste thing at that point? Like I have a taste for something? It could be a taste thing or like a strong urge. Like if I don't get it. I'm going to choke someone. Okay, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I haven't challenged that. I mean, yeah. I felt like there were certain times where I wanted to be like, well, babe, that's not in your vegan, you know, uh -huh. repertoire, but something like my spidey sense just kicked in. That that's just not the thing to say, and I'm glad <laughs> that I followed it. Like what? I mean, you know, anything that's not a part of your 
vegan diet. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's dairy or. I have tried my best to stay away from dairy. Yeah. I've been doing really well up until Thanksgiving. I mean, but you know, you we just ate some eggs this morning. Okay. Are eggs dairy? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the want want. <laughs> you you want to look that up? I, I do. I, I thought I eggs were dairy. I thought eggs were dairy. You know, milk, obviously, cheese. But I guess eggs are eggs, eggs are not included. They're a form of poultry. Uh, so um, dairies consider all fluid and milk products and food made from. All right, well, let's just ignore that then. I'm going to edit this part out. Belong in the meat, poultry, fish, and eggs category. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and ignore that. They're considered animal products, so I guess technically it wouldn't fall Uh, under a vegan uh, diet. I knew something was was conflicting with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it's early and I I felt like eggs were dairy real quick because... No, a lot of people do, actually, and I thought that for a while until we went up to Canada and Tracy and I had that discussion. Okay, yeah, you know what? That brings up another point. Shout out to our lovely neighbors in Canada, mm-hmm. the Shabans that we often talk about in various parts of our lives because they're so dear to us. They are. I remember when Tracy introduced us to, well, Shabby told me about it, but I think he and Tracy had discovered the um, the Dr. Hyman series. Right. What was that called again? Broken Brain. Broken Brain. Yeah. And that was pretty really, good. I think that's really what got me. That was your turning point for sure. It was definitely my turning point, even though the first episode I fell asleep. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was one of those ones where, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this before, but you're watching something and you're really into it because you know it's going to be good. But at some point you just get the <laughs> itis. You kind of slip well, out. You know, in, in your defense, we were watching them late at night. Yeah, it was like 9.30, a <laughs> whole lot going on. Right. And I just was like, you know, I need to watch this. And I was on the slump after about 13 minutes. But yeah. it's one of those ones where I didn't sleep all the way through. So when I woke up about 26 minutes later, it started getting me. Like I woke up at the perfect time. They mm-hmm. were he, The doctor was saying something that just was really resonating with me. And I was like, okay, I'm in. And it got me. But yeah, I remember when... Um, you know, recently seen on the the red table discussion with Jada and Will. Doctor and, Hyman. Yeah, you remember he popped up on there. Yeah, he did. And I he thought th- tested I, them and everything. I thought that was crazy. Like I thought that was like I felt like uh, crazy in a good way. I, I just thought that when we saw that series, you know, I didn't know it was going to so quickly become like a thing in the in the public circle or like in the celebrity circle. Uh-huh. Um, I felt like I had a, like I had a, like an early jump on the information. And then when I saw them do that, I mean, apparently people actually know that, you know, this guy's legit and that this is a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I think healthier lifestyles are more popular amongst the West coast anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, they Mm -hmm. have plenty of restaurants that cater to plant-based diets and things like that or, um, whatever, smaller portion sizes, you know, things that we don't take into consideration in the U.S. as a whole. We kind of abuse that. You would think for how much money you pay out there, your portions would be ginormous. I but know. I, But I guess that's the point. Like, the the healthy lifestyle is more expensive. It so is. out West, people can probably afford it more. <laughs> I don't know if it's that or if they just figure it's worth it. Mm. Like, how much is your quality of life worth to you? 
what dollar sign can you put on that? Mm. Dairy products cause a lot of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the more you educate yourself, the better you do. It's all a mental shift. Well, speaking of mental shift, I noticed that when I when I changed my diet, the first thing that I felt affected was my brain. Mm. You know, and that that series, uh, the Dr. Hyman, the Broken Brain series, it talks a lot about how what you what you eat directly affects your brain cells. Right. It actually when he started, I remember what got me is when he started talking about the gut filling, yeah, the guttural bacteria bacteria that actually um, transmits to your brain mm-hmm. and helps you think clearly. And I needed that because I had just gotten off of Clear the Air finishing that album and you know that was like that was a uh, uh an interesting season for me yeah. you know tearing my achilles right after that you know i was kind of on a hype yeah and i knew <laughs> well firstly i knew that exercising was kind of out of the picture <laughs> for a little bit while i was skating around on the boot uh-huh so we had to do something and when i adjusted my diet to 100 percent veganism for a month i felt like a new person your energy I, level, my energy level, and my thought process. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked a little bit. You know, you, it's it's really no secret now. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a recovering addict. Right. You know, you can't think clearly in addiction. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost impossible. You know, and, and your active recovery can't just be your therapy. It has to. You know, your therapist, should I say? You have mm-hmm. to make changes, lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. and my eating affected my brain. Right. Like I couldn't, I don't know if I could think as clearly as I do now. And maybe, you know, it's a testament to how our communication goes in our relationship because sometimes I'm kind of off and maybe that's because I'm doing the flexitarian thing again. <laughs> if I go back to these plants, you know, I'm good. Might be a little more clear, huh? Yeah, we had to eat plants before we had this, do this podcast <laughs> discussion today. If I woke up and ate a hamburger, not never would happen. But if I got up and, you know, just mm-hmm. ate some cereal and mad milk, Right. Maybe I'd be up here still trying to figure out my thoughts. <laughs> I have half of them. Half. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I know I went on a super <laughs> rant. But no, it makes perfect sense. Um, that gut feeling in your clouded brain. Yeah. All affected by what you put in your belly. Yeah, I am um, thoroughly interested in the uh, health discussion, but I know that you got some other things that you want to talk about as far as uh, the power of consistency. Right. Well, that leads us into workout regimens. I think that's something we both <laughs> learned in 2019. What you laughing for? Because when, as I said, we both, I think about how we both fell off towards the end to probably the last month yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. For you, where did your turning point happen? You mean to get there or, or to get out of it? Get out of it. I, I mean, think you did was, great the first half of 2019 up until, I don't know, we got back from Tahiti or Barbados. Barbados. Having that personal trainer kind of helped me develop my momentum. Mm-hmm. Being in that facility, I was around other people, right? And the main thing is doing the CrossFit classes. We had all those weights, right? you know, and... I, it took me a while to actually learn how to like, you know, do the the deadlifting. Mm-hmm. Like it took me a while because at first I was about to break my whole back and soul by the way I was lifting that thing up. By the time I got there, you know, it became a consistency for me. But when we had to stop doing those classes, 
our local gym, you know, our, our community gym doesn't have those, those deadlifting options. And I found myself wanting to continue the regimen that I had and I didn't have the resources. So I think for me, I actually got a little bit, uh, a little nervous that I wasn't going to know how to keep the continuous workout going from what I learned from my trainer. So your resources were the trainer and the group of people around you and the equipment and the equipment. Yeah. Like which what was I going to deadlift with? I mean, I know I could do the kettlebells. I know I could do the, you know, the weights. Um, yeah. And I, and I, and I do those when I do my regimen now mm -hmm. I'll do, I'll run, you know, sometimes I'll still bike. Right. I can still do the, uh, like the regular exercises and stuff like that. My pushups, the deadlifting was really what I was getting into. And okay. I think when I lost that, I was trying to put the other pieces there. But again, it's like, it's like a diet. Like I was, that was my main dish and I was just doing all the sides. And I was like, man, you know, these other things are great, but I, I want to get back into this deadlifting because it's what challenged me the most. Yeah. Okay. So would you say you developed a consistent workout regimen in 2019 that you want to carry over into 2020? I think half the year I really got to the point where I was enjoying it. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was, you got me that personal trainer. And when she, um, when she asked me what my goal was, I said, I just want to enjoy working out. Yeah. So I think that that was achieved in 2019. The second half, though, when we dropped the classes and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. I think I just uh, I got out of the swing of, of the type of regimen that I wanted to do because I didn't have all of the resources. Fair enough. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I, I mean, you still work out. You've been out here killing yeah, it. Yeah, it's just not as often as I'm used to. I think right now, what, seven months into my pregnancy, my walking treadmill is my go-to. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I mean, I would still do my pregnancy workouts with little free weights and stuff like that, but it's not as intense. So most of the year, most of the year, I don't even know if that counts, but the beginning of 2019, ending 2018, going into that, I was doing a lot of HIIT, um, so the high intensity interval training courses, mm -hmm. even with the trainer that we had. Yeah, yeah. You were um, killing it. Yeah, I mean, it was dope. I even did it, what, the first three, four months of pregnancy? Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Out there. They couldn't see you And out it was there. fun. And it still is fun, <laughs> but now I just get winded. I have yeah. an extra 30 pounds on me right now, so it's a little different. So every day is a workout. everything. Yeah, walking around is a workout. Yeah. Um, but I think it definitely helped with my energy levels and, and even my body during pregnancy, preparing me for that and maintaining where the weight goes. Like, it's not just everywhere. Thank God for that. It's all baby stuff going on. I do feel like it's a lifestyle for both of us. I couldn't say that before a year ago ever in my life mm -hmm. that it was something that I actively think about. You yeah. know, if anything, I felt guilty. Like I was the guy who had gym memberships, you know, that I and I never went to the gym and was yeah. paid monthly, you know. Like to the point where first I thought it was a, a th something that was going to hold me accountable. I'm paying this money, so I know I'm going to go. And then, <laughs> and then eventually I was just like, I just created a bill for nothing. myself. For, for I just paid the gym. Hey. You know, which many gyms, I'm sure, make a lot of money off of people who don't show up. Because I'm sure they do. It was like going to church for some people. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. go just to ease your conscience. But it's different because you don't even go. Right. <laughs> right. Speaking of which... um, 
we just saw something recently that I thought was was kind of cool, but almost borderline unnecessary. That whole mirror thing, that new. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, I guess it's like an interactive mirror. You have a personal trainer in it. Super cool, in my opinion. What do you think? I think it's super cool, too. I mean, it, it's somewhat the equivalent to doing workouts at home um, on your TV. But the only difference is I guess you can feel like someone's there and you can engage with your friends via like it looks like an app or something it comes with programmed workouts and all of this cool jazz and it's like a life-size person because it's a mirror it's a tall mirror I just thought it would be I mean it looks cool (laughs) you know what I mean yeah but it, it just it seems like some of the things don't add up I'm like okay so I'm watching a coach, a personal right. trainer, work out on a mirror, mm-hmm. and I'm doing my workout so I can see myself. Right. What is the difference between me watching this here and on a TV? I think I can the see main my reflection difference is in the being TV. able to interact with other people, which makes it more competitive. With the TV, you don't have that. It's just you and whatever's playing. <laughs> yeah. And this, I think it sizes you up and maybe, you know, watches your weight or your yeah. whatever density. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it seems a lot more interactive than the television. I would but agree. I could see and it you. looks really cool. Yeah. Like, I, it looks fashionable. It looks... I mean, that's probably the main thing. It's like, look, get this mirror. <laughs> Technological and you work advancement. Out this is not just a mirror. You don't just have to look at yourself. You can look at yourself and what you know what you want to look like. That was a terrible... Uh, look at yourself and a trainer at the same pitch. time. You know, if I can make a quick suggestion for the developers, and I hate to be... You don't sound like I'm being critical because I think it's a cool You're being idea. Critical. Yes, I know, but I would say I thought I thought it would be a cool idea if maybe the next version of this mm-hmm. could feature a camera on it where you can work out with other people because you're you're using the same frame with the mirror. What is but I think it'd be like FaceTime workout. Oh, like actually seeing the Yeah, how person. about I can see my trainer? You know what I mean? If my trainer has the mirror, well, you, then we can basically just FaceTime each other live on the mirror and work out. But that's what you're looking at, the trainer on the mirror. But the trainer's not live. It's like a pre-recorded thing. Oh, yeah. Well, what does that mean? 24-7 access to a trainer? Maybe not 24-7 <laughs> access. I but, guess that's another you know, you can option. sign up for live sessions. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could work out with your friends for real. You know what I mean? You could be mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I'm somewhere. My friend is in a, is in a different country. We're going to work out at this time join me on the mirror you know what i mean like wouldn't that be pretty dope it would be and i'm not sure if that's a feature that they have i don't know i'm just saying you know mirror jump on it or we can do our own (laughs) yeah because we got it like that yeah definitely okay the power of consistency you want to what do you want to do you want to take a break and listen to a song do you have a song in your heart i do have a song on my heart but i don't want to uh please tell me the song in your heart Okay. You know, last night um, we were just chilling and I just felt like the mood was right. And this throwback came to my mind. Make it last forever. That's actually not what their version is called. It was an old Keith thank Sweat God song. I found you. Yeah, thank God I found you. That's uh, that's old school. But we're going to run a little bit of that right now because this is how I feel about you, especially when I'm following my diet, when my lifestyle has changed, when my mentality <laughs> has changed. I just feel more active and more present. And this is what it sounds like in my heart. Let's That's run that. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. MC, MC to the 
show the world you my golden girl when we shopping they see us on the streets they say son scoop the hot one you taste like banana cake you shake like the number eight and you my number one candidate i can't lose you it's like i'm betting in vegas crucial sweating knowing these players is wanting you boo i get the chills when you in my sight feels like it's meant to be right i feel a rush when i kiss you at night oh shorty know she my baby girl and player
Throwback. You start. You turn the song off before I was done fading. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback for sure, babe. You remember that song? I do. I remember that song. It's I know it was kind of old. It's I know it wasn't current, but you know, that's just how I felt. No, I think it's still. Thank what? God I found you. I thank God I found you. I thank God you found me too. <laughs> Okay, so um, something else that we learned to be consistent at in 2019, therapy. That's both individual therapy and um, marriage counseling, right? I think when you have two people who come together um, and they bring a lot of history and life, it's it's a challenge to blend both worlds together. You trying to say I'm old? When yeah. I have a lot of history. Yes. You have a lot of history, a lot of bad, a lot of dirt. No, I'm playing. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> a lot of life. I did. I had we a lot of baggage. We merged two different lives, uh, male and female. It's proven that we have different communication habits, um, the way we perceive information and the way we relay information. Mm-hmm. And so we've learned to, you know, have that that mediator and not just when things are popping off, but for preventative measures as well. So I think that's something that we've been able to incorporate and happily. A lot of people don't believe in seeking counseling um, to work out the communication kinks and be able to, you know, make marriage or relationships more productive. Yeah, I would agree. And so that's something that I would, or we would like to carry over into 2020, I'd say. Our future, period. Even addiction recovery, right? Your therapy with that. Yeah. Something you've been consistent at and working hard at. Self-development. Yes. Also something that we've developed uh, consistent habits at. For me, it would be reading. Yeah. I do a lot of reading. I was taking a lot of classes. I think I did my Harvard class, uh, negotiation mastery, life really coaching cool class. So see you do that. You asked me last night if I want to be the best. And I thought to myself, that's why I study so hard, so that I could be the best at everything. Well, I think you already are the best. I would agree with that. Yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to know how you view yourself. Hmm. That's deep. Self-development for me, um, I think. Or even developing yourself as an artist. Yeah, I have. And and I think I took the entire year last year to redefine myself, Mm -hmm. you know, with your help. Again, you've been an incredible wife coach, so that's that's helped immensely because I'm the kind of artist where I can't separate my real life from my artist life. Right. It has to be the same person. And <laughs> literally, like I remember when I used to have like an artist name, that was, that was different. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like two different people. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to be Kristen Gray. And what was that name again? Aerologic. <laughs> Back in the day when I was a full-time rapper, you pretty like much. schizo or something, multi-personality? One moment you were Arrow and the next you were Kristen? I think I'm schizo now. <laughs> uh, I think I was like, whatever happens after schizo, it was like three personalities, right? Uh, okay. You're not interested anymore? Multi-personality. I was like disorder. split. <laughs> I could see that. 
No, but seriously, I felt like I had to put on, you know, it was like rapper time. It's artist time. I have to basically the best the best way to put it is when you're an artist, you get the you get the luxury of ignoring your real life problems. That's deep. You get to just be a superhero because when you go hit the stage or when people listen to you, mm-hmm. they just hear they hear their art, their favorite artist or their the song that they like. And they can personalize that for their own journey. They don't have to know who you really are. Yeah. But very early on in my career as a solo artist, I decided I was going to start trying to use my artistry to figure out who I am as a person. And how's that going? You know, last year was um, it was challenging because I had already developed a, in my mind a momentum. Mm-hmm of where I wanted to go as an artist. And, you know, when you make it through three record labels, you do kind of feel like a need to valid, you know, for validation or vindication, you mm-hmm. know, cause I had to walk out of those deals. So I'm like, okay, I'm out. Now it's time to drop the music and prove to everybody in the world that, you know, I'm not going to give up. Right. And I did. I felt like I was able to prove that to myself, but I was concerned about my public perception. Mm. What I found was that the whole year it was uh, a discovery, a rediscovery. I won't even say I know I said redefining, but it was a rediscovery of who I had evolved to become. Okay. And I saw that. And, you know, you helped. I think it's documented, you know, both visually and in my lyrics through the journey last year for, for the rest of time when story looks at it when fans look at it when maya looks at it when my family and friends look at it they'll see that 2019 was a full year of Kristen and shana connecting deeper yeah. and discovering more of themselves mm-hmm. you know the the wedding happened the ceremony mm-hmm. you know the pregnancy happened like that was a powerful moment and all that stuff is kind of documented in that musical journey. Right. It's a good point. Um, yeah. So I think there's some self-development. That's good. That leads more to more self-actualization. Yeah. Learning more of who you are and becoming more of that person, your authentic self, well, which I think, is what we should all strive for. Yeah. My therapist used the term individual, individualism yeah individualization Mm -hmm. and he said it is very rare for people to experience that he said a lot of people they don't they don't get the opportunity to find out who they are Mm -hmm. they pretty much get set in their ways but their ways are not always reflect a direct reflection of who they are Mm. i could see that and so you know self-actualization gave me the opportunity to develop my true self yeah. And I think that we're carrying that into, we've carried that into this year. Right. Really so, tapping into our potential. Yeah. And becoming more of ourselves. Together. So, yeah. And I like, one of the biggest things that I had to decide going into this year was if I was going to make it all about me mm-hmm. or if I was going to make room, you know, to develop other people. Because I felt like I've spent a lot of my life giving to other people what I didn't give to myself. Absolutely. You can't pour from an empty glass. And so what I've looked at 
that's very true. And I've, I've looked at my life as like uh, an investment banker and I'm like, okay, because I haven't properly poured everything into myself, I still need to rely on resources mm -hmm. so that I can have a fuller tank. Right. So I'm investing now in the things and the people who do pour into me. And yeah. you're one of those people. I mean, that was just kind of like how this whole podcast got birthed. It was like, I want to make sure that my wife who has poured into me, that I pour back into her mm -hmm. because I know that I'll always be a byproduct of that. And that can help me invest in myself. What better way to invest in myself than to invest in the woman who helps me realize who I am and how to be the best version of myself? How sweet. Yeah. Um, what about books? Like you're a, a avid reader. Yeah. You know, what are some of the resources that you found yourself, um, you know, accessing last year that made you feel empowered to continue your self-development journey? That's a great question. Um, a lot of my books consisted of, I guess, being able to manifest, tap into manifestation and um, better business practices. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit of everything. <laughs> Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. I think I probably read about, what did I say? I don't know, 15 books throughout the year or so? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but everything is like, um, oh, you're a badass. That was one of my favorites. You're a badass at making money. I think that was the second to the series. It's a book or a podcast? It's a book. Okay. I remember we were listening to some of that stuff when we traveled, and I couldn't remember which one was a podcast. So we listened to um, The Secret, which is also a book. Um, it's about positive thinking and uh, money manifestation and things like that. Um, manifestation Babe, I think, is another one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just her brand or if that's the name of the book. Catherine is her name, but that's a great book. It's a short, easy read. Does she have a last name? Yeah, I just can't think of it. Wow. <laughs> yep so there's that uh let's see think and grow rich napoleon hill that was the one i remember we were traveling i think to it from north carolina listening to that one in the car and it was hitting me like a ton of bricks yeah i mean they're all dope you're a badass at making money gin sincero that's another book that i've read twice throughout the year um but yeah i mean a lot of it is really overcoming limited beliefs um, tapping into your potential, you know, knowing that you can do more and, and not limiting yourself, which is a limited belief, <laughs> to condition thoughts, things that people have put in our head starting in childhood, um, surrounding money, surrounding abundance, surrounding happiness and life, um, and even spirituality. Mm -hmm. Tons of resources on that. Um, but, yeah, I write a bit about that on my blog, which is at shanabgray.com. Yeah. And it's also things that I incorporate in my life coaching with my clients. So, yeah. So you've been able to also develop others as you're developing yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, like I feel trend. like that's that's the thing. Like I become more so that I can give back. Yeah. I think we did it in an opposite way. Like I was like, I need to pour. Well, I tried to take whatever reserve that I had, which wasn't much. And, um, right. Like I, I think I was talking about doing another album last mm -hmm. year and it just, it didn't materialize right. first half of the year. It was like, you gotta, 
you got to refill. You mm-hmm. know, I was walking around on on one leg, essentially, you know. Trying to, <laughs> I, I mean, I remember doing that show, right, um, at the Cavs game. Yeah. And that was just when I got out of the boot, like yep. I think like a week after. Mm-hmm. I, and I went out there and I just didn't have it. <laughs> You know, like I felt like while I was walking around performing, like something wasn't right and I needed to go lay down. Yeah. It was the first time in my life I've ever felt like I wasn't going to make it much longer. Mm. And um, I think at that point I realized that I need to to access some other resources. Yeah. And so I poured in. But you, I think you've always, uh, especially after sacrificing your life, to, to move out here, I think you, I, I watched you transition into a place where you started to pour back into yourself first. Definitely. And I think that was necessary because now you have more to give to others as a yeah. result of it. Yep, that's true. Self-development and self-actualization, becoming more so that we can pour into others. That's something that not only should we carry over from 2019 into 2020, but in... <laughs> The rest of our lives. So like this is not <laughs> a. You're saying going. this is not a one year it's thing. Not, right. It's a journey. This is not the goal it's not for a 2020. Destination. So we're constantly reimproving, reinventing ourselves on the day to day. Here's something that really resonates with me. This is how I feel about it. This is a whole mood, huh? Forever. Bayhive. Is this where we're going? Yeah. Oh, is this what we're doing? This is where we are. Trying to say like Jay. Is this what we doing? Yo. Reincarnated, we on our levels. That's a billy, a thousand milli. First one to see a B out these housing buildings. I'll be feeling like Prince in '84, Mike in '79, Biggie in '97, '94, Nas, Ali, Kumbaya, no Kumbaya. Just give me the Somali, I'm on Latage, helmet when I jet ski. You know the vibes hit my head. Forget I'm me. Oh my god, without the god in the XY, I'm afraid the whole game will be colonized. The marathon will be televised for NIP. The true kings don't die, we multiply. Peace. I'm so unbothered, I'm so unbothered. 
bothered. Y'all be so pressed while I'm raising daughters, sons of empires. Y'all make me chuckle, stay in your struggle. Crystal blue water, pina colada in. You stay Ramada in. My baby father, bloodline Rwanda. Why would you try me? Why would you bother? I am Beyonce, Giselle knows Kata. I am the Nala, sister Naruba, Oshun Queen Sheba. I am the mother, Hong Kong my gold chain. I sold my whole chain. I be like so full. I am a whole mood. <laughs> When we walk up in the club, I need the sirens going off. And we can look up to the sky. And since we cry, let us know that we alive. Yeah, yeah. I give them goosebumps every time. I throw up my diamond. Together we big time. And the children are our reminder. I got my cup of two to the Forever, Beyonce, The Lion King, Jay Z, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino was that was him? Yep. At the end, that was him. Man, I thought that was somebody from Africa. <laughs> you know, I think there may have been another feature up there too. Because they did this album with a. Him speaking. Yeah, there is someone from Africa up there. She really put on a lot of those artists on this album on the Lion King project. Yeah, it's dope. That, that was a dope album. It, it is a dope album. Yeah. What did you think about the movie? Ah, the movie. It was very uh, National Geographic-like. <laughs> <laughs> Elton John said that it wasn't magical enough. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like, the original movie, you know, had the, the effects that were super dope and it made you feel like you're in this like fantasy versus the newer movie who made you feel like it was happening right outside. You said National <laughs> Geographic, like we were just watching a documentary it on felt lions. Like that. That's exactly how it felt. Well, Elton John said that, but let's remember Elton John's a musician. So what he was actually also alluding to, I believe when I read the article was that the music wasn't magical enough. The soundtrack? I don't know if he was talking about, you know, like, you know. With different artists. I don't think he was talking about, like, Beyonce's Lion King album. No, no, the the Disney. Yeah, like. uh, Lion King album. I I can't say that I necessarily fully disagree because, you know, when I heard, like, Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Like, I was looking to go there, Mm -hmm. but I felt like it was just, like, a cute version of it. Yeah, I I mean, it's a little different. The artists were different. Yeah. You know, they had Childish Gambino as, as Simba. Beyonce yeah. is Nala. Yeah. 
yeah, it it was very different. I felt like she overpowered that movie. Like she, it was, it was like she, Beyonce and, and the lions. Yeah. <laughs> the lion queen. I don't know. Childish Gambino was like a, he was like a cute little Simba though. When he grew, you know, when he was adult Simba, I didn't know if I could take that seriously because he was so cute. Yeah. He has like this little well, the little, voice. the little, the guy who played young Simba, like the little boy oh, yeah, Simba, he, he good, could, he could but go. adult Simba, Childish Gambino was more like a teenage Simba. You talking about just like his his acting or his voiceover his work? His voiceover work. Yeah, I think I want a little bit more bass in his voice. Yeah, just, yeah, they should got like Idris. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can Idris sing though? I'm like, how did Childish Gambino get rid of Scar? Yeah, you know, yeah, it like I felt like Beyonce had more. But I guess it was more perfect. Grit than him. It she was, was like, perfect. you need to get your life right and come back and save these people, fool. <laughs> what you been doing, Simba? We made you Simba. Where you been at Simba? And he was like, I, you know, I'm just trying to figure out my life. You're a king. I just can't wait to be king. Simba. But you been king. You know how she be breathing like, but you been king. <laughs> Awful Beyonce impersonation. I'm a man. <laughs> we need you. You know how to do it. Forever. <laughs> do, the, do the forever. Okay, first of all, forever is Cardi. No, you ever. That's Cardi. Okay, I don't know. I, don't, I know. I, I know. You didn't know that. That's reality. I, I, I mean, I've heard Beyonce. She's just oh, forever. Like she does that too. Oh, forever. Well, that song is called "Move Forever." Right. So, right. That's what you just said. Yes. Try to play me. <laughs> it's Cardi B. It's apparently well, forever. That's Cardi. Okay. But the, my point. I, I forgot my point. You so talking about childish. childish Gambino and Danny, Danny Glover. Danny Donald Glover. Glover. Danny, Don- I know. I get Danny confused Glover, that's why I never no. say it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I'm not even gonna push the womp womp. It's Danny, Danny Glover, Glover as Simba. As Simba. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it was very fitting because Simba was easily manipulated by Scar, and I think yeah, that, that worked. That part that worked. worked. But like when she came for that man, like when she when she found him, yeah, and she was like, "You need to get back to your family," you know, like <laughs> he was what? looking real. He was looking real soft. Like <laughs> I don't know, you know, I don't know. He was on they a plant based like diet. Okay, they, they don't like he me. He wasn't a meat eater. He was on bug based diet. <laughs> like, I'm gonna eat these bugs. I'm not gonna come back. <laughs> They don't like I'm me. I'm no longer a lion. She was like, you need to remember who you are. You know, with her, I'm we telling you, you, Beyonce Simba. be doing this breathing thing. Like, she be like, she'll give you the extra line. You need to remember who you are. <laughs> Why is that so creepy? You sound like a walker from Walking Dead. No, walk. You do the walker noise. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do a whole episode about you and your no! zombie extravaganza <laughs> what's up with this signal though okay i don't know if y'all can hear that but awkward jay-z and beyonce though and i was listening to him on here and i was just thinking about like i call him new jay-z like he's like he's he's the like jay-z with dreads is like a new jay-z <laughs> i guess so like that is that is this i think that's an example of maybe the self-actualization hmm that's a good like point. the self-development thing like uh-huh. that conversation like two people who invested in each other when yeah, they had yeah. totally different brands as solo artists right right because jay didn't look nothing like that beyonce wasn't yeah, making songs was like that like 20 years ago you expect artists to evolve 
<laughs> you know who I thought of though when you said that? I thought of Ice Cube. Ice Cube looks the same. <laughs> but he had he's he's a lot more mature though. Of course he is, he but he don't have, got dreads the, now. He doesn't have Jerry Curl either. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a Jerry Curl. I don't think curl. he can. I think, you know, I don't he think. He could very well have a Jerry Curl if he wanted to. You think You think Ice Cube nah, can grow that I out? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what's under those ball caps. Ice Cube, yay, yay. What was that? <laughs> uh, that um, the thing we started watching, it was like a new, like, sketch comedy I can't oh, remember what yeah, it's called. It's on, on, uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. But I can't remember what it's Something called. Something about astrology. Yeah, right. yeah, I think that's what it's called. And he came on there and, and they was, was trying to get him to do it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I, uh, back off Ice Cube. But yeah, I don't. Yes, that was 20 years ago. But even like Jay, you know, like around like Magna Carta. Mm-hmm. That wasn't 20 years ago, was it? No. That was like in the in the in the tens. That was the last decade, right? Am I tripping? Mag, that's the one with Holy Grail up there. Yeah, with Justin Timberlake and all that, you know, like Picasso baby. Yeah. Like I felt like that you know, Jay, like he 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 was sitting in his bag. Like he was like, I this is who I am. I can grow the fro out when I'm in album mode. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna clean it up a little bit when it twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. But I felt like he went all the way to dreadlock J, which is dope it's like a self actually have hair then he had a shortcut yeah but you know like after that like around that time when and after that he would start kids. going like album mode right yeah like 444 J. kids i think it was life a lot of life happened yeah uh, he's been doing a lot of prison work you know i don't think that uh that that jay would be making the kind of music that he makes right now without Beyonce and I don't think she would be making the kind of music she makes right now without him Agreed. and I know you're a super and that and that goes with life experiences that they put each other through yeah like I feel like Lemonade uh, like business. was like this is our new brand yep from Lemonade on mm-hmm. you know 444 all of that I was definitely inspired by that you know and I am inspired by that when I think about how we're putting our worlds together yeah two separate agree. things you've definitely influenced my sound mm-hmm as you would say in your East Coast accent, my steez. <laughs> my steez. Yeah. How do you say it? Your steez. Nah, don't do it all cute. Like you like say like you've affected my, <laughs> I've affected your steez. How do you do it? I don't say it like that. My steez. You like you say you cut off the steez. Like, you don't say my steez. You like my steez. You trying to play me right now. No, okay. I'm just trying to figure out what that sounds like. I That's think okay. I'll go pull up the voice recording I have of our old FaceTime <laughs> conversations when you was sounding like a thug. Well, we had a lot to talk about today. We did. It's been fun talking about consistency, things we've learned in the past year, what we're taking into 2020 and beyond. Yo, check out ShanaBGray.com and uh, become a new me. New me. Tell me about the new me. So it's like a newbie. A n- no it's a new me exactly what it sounds like you know we're constantly reinventing ourselves and and the hope is that we're becoming more individually so that we can contribute to society um and and bring everyone else up um so when I say new me you know my blog or my site or with my clients it's it's helping you tap into your potential um and go in the direction that you're trying to go Become a new me today. Go sign up for that newsletter. Go um, check out the blog. 
tell your friends and family and cats and dogs, specifically dogs, I think are attracted yeah. to this podcast because Callie is a, is a living example. We love dogs. Yeah. Um, and tell everybody about it. I think that we got something special here. Absolutely. Yep. So stay tuned and there's more to come. It only gets it's better. better.